You are now tuned in to Music, Men, and My Mental with your host, C. Devone, attacking all things career, relationship, and your overall health. Trifecta. Let's get to it. Let's start the show. So, hello loves. Welcome to the latest episode of the Iced Coffee Confessions with your girl Suzette. I'm super excited because today's episode, um, this episode is going to be a little different because it's kind of a mashup <laughs> of two worlds. I'm excited um, to be having the creator of um, Music Men and My Mental. Uh, Miss Crystal Devon. Yes, ma'am. Hi. Um, Hi, guys. And thank you guys for tuning in to both shows. Uh, as she said, I am a music man in my mental. So we have two shows today. I'm about career relationships and overall health. And you're going to get to know just a little bit about both of our shows. So hopefully you can be subscribers to both of us. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? Let's get into the show. Like I'm C. Devone. I mentioned that. And I'm all about having a healthier mental health, healthier relationships with people, and also just being your best self and getting the best in your career. And what is your show about, Susan? Uh, my show is about life after... 30. Um, I felt like I was grown until I realized I was not grown. (laughs) And so, um, iced coffee confessions, it's all about just processing life, um, and adulthood and growing and being who you are and your best possible self. Um, and I actually just want to ask you, Crystal, since we're here and Uh talking about it, Uh what didn't they tell you about life after 30? Ooh, well, I feel like I, 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 my mom's a cancer, so shout out to other cancers I'm out there, fine. super secretive, <laughs> and they are very much, you're going to find out on your own. So like, my mom was very much like, she didn't give a manual, she didn't give like life advice. It was very much like, if I came to her and told her like there was an issue or uh, a problem, it was like, oh, okay, now I can tell you about it. I'm like, why didn't you warn me, you know, before it happened? You know, that was not the way she moved. Um, but for me, um, I think I mentioned while we were off, you know, air that like, it was the moment where like, I don't know, my eyes were open. I realized when I didn't know anything in my 20s, um, I remember at 27, just, I, I, I always tell the story on my show. I got up, I moved across the country to be with this guy. And, and granted, you know, I don't talk bad about that relationship. But, like, I was so just, like, just crazy. Like, I wanted to be married. I wanted to have my kids. I just wanted to be with, uh, with him. And, and that's all that mattered to me. And it was like, wait, I, I'm so far and so different from that mm-hmm. now that, like, I don't even know that person. And that's what I I think I get to tell that part of the story is like who you are in your 20s and then your 30s and then your 40s. Like they may be two different Mm -hmm. people. Allow yourself grace. Allow yourself to understand like you are always a student. Mm -hmm. Like in my 20s, you could not tell me nothing. I thought I knew the world. I was the smartest person in the room. And true leadership and true like growth comes from knowing that you want to learn from everyone in this room. You know? Exactly. 
So that's the one thing that I think I learned. But I look back and I'm just like, poor thing. Like how delusional I was in my 20s. And even like 30, I was like, you know, I was still... Yeah, it, it was harder because I was popping and I um, <laughs> got more money and I'm figuring out my career and, you know, I'm DJing on top of the world right now. And it it was hard because, you know, what goes up must go down. What goes down must go up. And, um, yes, be always be a student. That's my life lesson. Listen, I-, I love that, though, right? <laughs> like, I think um, a constant learner orientation toward life allows you mm-hmm. to just roll with it, right? I think... Mm-hmm. being present for where you're at and trying to take the lessons from it, even like at our best moments. Like I think sometimes one, we don't necessarily want to reflect on or learn from the challenges of um, life. But I think sometimes we also don't take the opportunity to learn it, learn from like our best moments. We're just there and like, Oh, this is so great, but not learning from it. And I was like, if you take that learner orientation mm. toward everything, um, life, becomes uh you become much more of an actor and a player in your life than an observer mm-hmm. of it and so i love that yeah uh i, I was um doing a moderating a, a panel um and this huge 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 songwriter uh you know my background's in the music industry as well and um she said something and it resonated with me and i'll bring it here that she was like i was in the room with the most famous songwriter mm. ever and I already had put on like my vision, like I was going to work with him. And then I got called to be in a room with him and everyone said, do not ask him for his information. Do not speak until you're spoken to like everything. And she's like, all she wanted to do was just get his number and work with him. That's all she wanted to do. And she was like trying her best, but she had this moment where she was like, now that you're in the mm-hmm. room, learn the rules, mm-hmm. go with it. And then try to figure out how you can make it into the rules, but also manipulate it to make it authentic. Mm -hmm. Because if you come in, you're like, I'm the hottest rapper in the room. I'm the hottest DJ in the room. I'm the hottest anything in the room. And people are like, who the hell are you? Opposed to showing your talents, opposed to understanding how people work. Because some people, everyone has different the way they learn, the way they talk, the way they do things, uh, the way they even apologize. I'm learning, Mm -hmm. you know, so you have to be like, all right. How is this person? Let me assess this person before showing people who you mm-hmm. are. And just you could be apologetically, you, can, you know, you could be yourself, but come on. Sometimes you got to like learn how to read the room and learn the rules. And I thought that was really good. That That's the best advice that I, I mean, I give across the board of, in the years, mm-hmm. but like in my 20s, if I could have learned that, I think I would have been so far ahead. <laughs> just like kind of listen, yeah. you know, kind of just. You know, when someone asks you uh, for your advice, sometimes just understanding that they actually probably don't really want your advice or your opinion mm-hmm. all the time. They may just want to ask if, depending on who that person is, they may just want to feel that they just want validation or something that they're not going to change their mm-hmm. mind on. They may be that. Right. <laughs> I always think, yeah. too, like, especially, like, no matter what the space, but, like, in the instance of, like, a professional space, I always try to, like, figure mm-hmm. out, like, what is this person's, like, professional love language, Right. Um, and in in most cases, like people (laughs) want to feel heard and like you understand their perspective. Right. And so I would think, Mm -hmm. I think in most cases, and especially like in professional, in the professional setting, like people's like leading love language is, um, not necessarily like acts of service first, but I would say more so like words of affirmation. Right. So like that you heard and understood, 
um, my perspective. You understand my style. You understand like my needs. You understand my successes before asserting any kind of like opinions or actions, right? And and I do think like when you're young and you're trying to stretch your wings as a leader and show like your value and worth, and especially being like young, gifted, and black. Shout out to the young, mm-hmm. gifted, and black set. Mm-hmm. Like we feel like we have so much to prove. And, like, sometimes the most valuable thing that you can prove to anyone is that you've actually taken time to listen to understand um, so that you can act with actual intention. (laughs) Yo, like, we can end this right now. That is so true because I would have at one point in time, you know, I won't say where I was working or what I was doing, and I this girl just was just so hard and she nitpicked everything and there was times where I was like, all right, I'm going to, we're going to go toe to toe. Like what is going on? And then, um, I would take a moment. I would go and like come back in two hours and I would say, I'm very much, let's get on the phone. So I would say, let's go on the phone. And I would say, you know, I just want to understand it. And I would say the same exact words. I just want, I just want to understand the thought process and see how I could be more efficient and be faster. And I just really appreciate you taking the time to do this. And you just put so much work into it. And I just really want to, and that it would be like, great and then just she just wanted to show me everything from there and it was just a matter because if i text her and say listen you need to calm z fuck down you know like what was i gonna get from that and it's so true to go and it goes this way with men too A, a lot of men that's their actual they want to be told like you know, you look good. You know, we take advantage of because, you know, women are supposed to be told that they're yeah. beautiful and we're sexy. But men want to be told that, too. So it goes across the board that we could be more, you know, kind and choosy with our words, you know, and people appreciate it. Some people won't, but most people, they do. <laughs> that's a, that's a whole other that. segment of the show. Um <laughs> So that's a whole other segment of the show, child. Um, oh, but no, I you know, agree, right? We're like, in career relationships and health. <laughs> we, you know, know, I, we focus a lot on the relationship aspect. Actually, the last show, um, we had a, a guy, um, Don Benjamin. Who side note, was, fine. Hashtag. Was, he's, he's so, yeah. That flyer. <laughs> no, I literally told my one girlfriend, I was like, I was one laugh away from being a chicken head. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like you got one more giggle before, bitch. You in trouble. So you got to it's just straighten up and fly right. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> before right, before I've been an entanglement, I was like, oh no, you do not. Eat. I was trying not to smile, grin, anything, because yes. But I love the fact that he was talking about like traumas and why men cheat and stuff like that. So I love going into all those things and especially. You know, life after 30 and dating and all that stuff. So anyway, as we have spoken about that, so let's go into some current events as we talk about entanglements and stuff after <laughs> life after Listen. 30. Ay, ay, ay. Wait, did you, you know what? Everyone knows on your show, your life. So what, what is your biggest uh, life after 30 uh, lesson? Uh, you know, um, I would say like, the the biggest lesson that I've learned um, at this point in my life is, like, everything can change. Like, I've literally, <laughs> every single thing can change, and you can't predict. <laughs> you can't predict the path. You can't predict the timing of the change. Um, because, like, even, like, last year, I literally had my best and worst year. 
um, both personally and professionally. Like, high, like, getting 40 under 40 for the network journals. Shout out to my class. Low, like, lost my dad um, less than two months later while I was on a work trip. And so, um, and because any and everything can change in a moment, it is how do you show up when change occurs? Um, and how do you allow yourself to process change? Um, and how do you deal with change? And what does how does change like become a part of your standard so that you know how to roll with it? And so I literally um, have like embraced all that change leads to, which is ideally transformation um, and just continuing to want to be my best self, but knowing that like, hey, like how you respond to change is, predicts a lot predicts everything (laughs) and dictates actually more so than predicts everything that happens after that so yeah wow i wrote that down with the boldest of penmanship because we know we'll talk we'll do a wellness check later but um that's that was impactful how do you show up when change occurs you know because that goes across the board like in your career in your relationships in your all health what are you going to do are you going to just like let the bills just keep skyrocketing because you don't have a job and then not look at it? Are you going to just, okay, once you've gained that 20 pounds and you realize that something's wrong, are you just going to keep eating until you get, you know, 100 pounds heavier and then realize that, you know, something was wrong, whether it was cancer, whether it was a mm-hmm. deep depression, you know, are you going to try to fix it or are you going to just stay in the middle? Are you going to be radical about it? So that is a... Uh, I want y'all to let that sink in on that one. That how do you show up when change occurs? Ooh, chat. Speaking of change, mm. <laughs> yeah, listen. I, events. Well, we're, not, we're still in the COVID streets, and we're both in New York City, and like it is just so interesting in New York with yeah. COVID now. Have you been outside? Like, just find outside. So, <laughs> to find outside, because <laughs> like for some people, outside is I've been to Target. You know, like okay. for other people outside is like I'm doing fine dining outside in these makeshift oh, that's me. seating areas that yeah, people have me. converted no that's parking me. zones into, which I actually love. Mm-hmm. So like shout out to like um, the governor. Um, I forget sometimes we have a mayor, no no shade to <laughs> Mayor de Blasio, that's but I feel terrible. like Andrew Cuomo came in and was like, I run all of this. <laughs> he was like, listen, guys, I got this. It's okay. Just go get some lunch. And just let me roll up my sleeve. Andrew Cuomo didn't say it it didn't happen. So, okay. Like, he's both my governor and my mayor. Um, But, so, I've done outside to the extent of I'll go to Target. um, Or I might, like, Mm -hmm. take a walk um, to, Mm -hmm. you know, a coffee shop that (laughs) we were supposed to cancel because of how they showed up during the Black Lives Matter moment. But I'm addicted to that coffee brand. But I will not give them any airtime here. But I haven't Mm -hmm. done, like, the... I think that's that's the coffee shop that's in front of my house. So you must go past my house every I day. I probably do. <laughs> that's crazy. I'm like, wait, that's definitely. You know, they've gotten way more uh, press from that. They they're way more busier because some people think that they were more. You know, they took a stance. You know how they dealt with it because I'm assuming you're talking about on the one that was on TMZ and the whole situation. I don't know. Maybe it's about something else. Oh, is yeah, it Seattle based? <laughs> I mean, wait, wait, you, your thing, it goes in and out. Is so it Seattle-based? 
Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. No, it's not that one. No. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the local coffee shop around here in, in the Brooklyn. No, okay. No. Girl, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, oh, no, not them. I'm so no, no, no. They can my... go, <laughs> they can kick rocks for all I care. I'm so corporate with my, um, my proclivities. Oh, no, I am. I do not play. I have turned into a coffee snob and shout out. I'm drinking my coffee now during our Coffee yes. Ice coffee I conversation. And it's a iced it coffee. Is. Okay, cold brew to be exact. <laughs> Got my nails done. I am prepared for her show today. I'm showing up. However, I don't play with my coffee. It has to be like very, very local. Like, yeah, I don't like I love people who know the right temperatures <laughs> of the coffee. Like, so it they were actually in the it's a coffee shop and they were in TMZ actually about two weeks ago. They had a Black Lives Matter issue where Someone showed up and was basically like, take down this Black Lives Matter what? sign. And it's like right in like in the building. And I'm like, so the way they showed it, they actually were very like they stand, they stood their ground. But some people felt like, yeah, OK, why didn't y'all like not serve this guy? So it, if you look it up, it, it's kind of crazy. But I think that they showed up, you know, the best that they could. Um, but, yeah, it's these it's it's a mess with some of these people especially for you to live in brooklyn and you to be bold and tell people to take down a black lives matter sign as a white man in the bed style of the neighborhood not not in the style honey like go do that i don't even care if you're in manhattan (laughs) but not in the style i i was shocked that no one and just bust him in his head real quick like I was mad. I, I'm. I've been looking for him in bed style. Like if I see this guy, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Which means you've been outside. I'm in the park so, looking. Well, I technically haven't been outside. You talking about you walk around looking for somebody in bed style means you've been outside. Yeah, I actually have been. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> I am proud, and I'm and I'm and I'm very respectful, like of COVID. My sister had oh, it, um, and and let me tell you, that whole two weeks thing is a lie. People have it for way longer than two weeks. Um, and you do need to get tested again, which they don't tell you about. I think she had it for about 40 days. Oh I know someone else has had it for over 40 days. Um, but I've been around her. I've gotten tested. And I didn't even have the antibodies, which I was like, I was I kind of wanted the antibodies yeah. just so I could feel like, you know, okay, been there, done that. Hopefully, we can figure out what's next. But um, I've been fine. I do wear my mask and gloves. But I work out in the park every day. Um, well, every day that I can. Um, and yesterday I will even go on record to say I went out Ooh! to eat and, um, of course outdoor. How was that? Um, and it was the, <laughs> the craziest moment was went out and a friend of mine was like DJing outside and I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then it was like a lot of people outside people, some people were wearing masks, but then people started, you know, I'm a DJ in the neighborhood. People know me and people started hugging and I was like, oh shit. And then like dapping and and hands and I was like, so I actually walk around. I don't wear a purse anymore. I have um sanitizer on one end and like my ear my earpods on the other on my fanny pack. So like I always have sanitizer ready. So but I mean people started dapping and me and my guy. He's like, we gotta go. Like he's like he is not here for the fucking shit. He's not here for none of this shit. He's looking like oh it is time to go. But um, eventually I was like, you know, let's just find a nice little corner. And we sat down and we had a drink and it was really cool. And no one like we were probably like 20 feet away from people. So that was nice. <laughs> but it is it was actually very scary at first because it was like people were drinking and walking around like it was a mm. normal day. And we were like, 
and it was hot on top of that. So yeah. So I do play with fire a little bit because I'm a I'm an extreme extrovert. I need to be out the house. Like I do not feel happy if I'm in the house mm-hmm. too long. So I do need to at least go for a walk, and my walks just happen to be like a mile or two, just because I need to get my. Steps you walk to Harlem in. and come back. Okay, so, got it. <laughs> you walk so to Harlem and then come back. All right, I walked to, so from Best Buy. I walked to Fort Greene. I knew I I normally stop at like my one little area at Evelina. I turn back around. I get my drink there. I come back. So like, I got my my areas I go to. But yeah, they, it is very very packed over there. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, if you're ready to like go out and like have a drink and mm-hmm. want to feel like it's almost normal, that's the place to go. But if you are like not trying to be around people and you don't want people near you do not go to that area i will tell you that no you know i am i i don't you know it it's not necessarily because i also like take it from well first of all going back a little bit i want to honor that you have had um the experience of having to like support and watch someone go through the COVID experience and so i'm sending lots of love to your sister how is she feeling now Think she's a nurse, mm. so she's you know there on the front lines, and she before it happened, she was like, I mean, just the way that the hospital was handling everything, she was like, I'm going to get it, I'm probably gonna die. Like she was just very like, this is mm. happening, I know it. And then when she said she didn't feel well, and we were like, oh hell. And then when I called her, I FaceTimed her, and she just was like crying i was like okay you got it like you'll be fine then i was like okay she'll be fine and then it was like this moment where i was like oh my gosh if something happens to her like what am i gonna do and then after two weeks she wasn't getting better thought she was better and then she had to get tested again but the one thing i would say is no one in her house wow her husband's a nurse as well and the kids were fine so it's it's so many unknowns with this thing that it's just Things are not adding up. Crystal, (laughs) I was in Jamaica um, the week that we went into shelter in place. So, like, people were like, oh, my Instagram, like, and I was hating all of those I was like, look at this cat (laughs) drinking its milk, having a good time over there. (laughs) I I was like, (laughs) in Jamaica, living my best life. It was Brit Jam. So, there were like all these. Mm. First of all, I need to go back to Jamaica during Brit Jam when it's like, uh, normal times or whatever normal might look like, quote unquote normal, because mm-hmm. uh, it was just so mm-hmm. fabulous looking. Like I was like, oh, the, the black men in <laughs> writing down. Black yes, the gym. black men <laughs> from Great Britain that make it down here for this Jesus, right? But like, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. we were just like living our best lives, right? And I was like, damn, mm-hmm. you had. I mean, I had to have been exposed in Jamaica, right? Right. <laughs> I was like, I came back. They're doing well in Jamaica, so maybe um, not. I'm like, just out. And then came back, and it was like, you can't do anything. Um, and I just kind of like, I'd already taken a little bit of, of a pause at the beginning of this year, because um, I needed to have, like, grieving space. Um, and so I feel like what the quarantining and the sheltering in place did for me was allow me to, like, just become better acquainted um, and embrace the parts of me that's very introverted um, and the parts of me that, like, I've had to deny, right? Because, first of all, and there's this great article that um, I think Netta posted today about the fact that black women are not allowed to be introverts. People want you to be sister girl, girlfriend, savior, commander-in-chief, um, best friend, all those things. And so we're not often allowed to just be. 
And I'm a Scorpio. So, like, my, like, nature is to be much more introverted, although I'm a Leo moon and a Gemini rising. And rising Gemini means that I show up much more as a an extrovert than I am, right? So, I would say I'm far more of an ambivert. But, like, sheltering in place has been the bomb for me. I'm like, I get to be at this house watching these TV shows, not doing nothing with anybody? This is amazing. So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here, like... I am going to die. <laughs> I haven't seen outside in the whole 24 hours. Like, to the point where he was like, listen, you cannot go outside today. I'm like, I just need an avocado. <laughs> I, would make, I, would, I would make up. That's why I was cooking so much, because I was trying to, like, make up a recipe so I can go outside. Like, you know what we need today? Scallops. Like, I was like. <laughs> Walking to Whole Foods. What? Trying to the one on third? <laughs> I was like, you're out here like I'm walking to Whole Foods on third. What? <laughs> yeah. No, that was really me. Like, you know, I think that the, the spot over there is open. It's like, relax, ho. Like, <laughs> no. I, no, like being at home has been good. Because I, you know, like I literally like would be on a plane. Like this time last year, I was right, in and out right. more than I was um, in. Um, and even less so, like, I, this is the first New York summer that I've been here for the whole summer. Um, and so it's been yeah. nice. Like, I host people at my house on my patio, so you have to come. Mm-hmm. Um, I Yay. make margaritas, whatever kind of margarita you want. Like, last week was Hennessy, white Hennessy margaritas. This weekend was Jack Daniels margaritas. Fancy. You know, I don't know. You know, yes. whatever. next week it might be some little mezcal. But it's been nice to be still. Because New York mm-hmm. also puts a grind on your body. Right, like the the elbows a out physical, kind of mentality where people mm-hmm. don't necessarily care about your humanity, but we have to be packed into spaces together, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is a lot. So I was like, you know, like this is kind of the pause that we all needed, even if we didn't know that we needed. Yeah, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. I think it was like that for me at first, and I was super like excited to do a bunch of things, and then the bad stuff happened yeah. you know the reality started kicking in and then i was you know overeating and drinking too much rosé and then not learning new skills because i was more i think i would spend like say if you have three hours of free time i would spend two hours and 59 of those minutes worrying about if i'm gonna mm. have a job the anxiety mm-hmm. and you know taking a long time to do a project because i want to do it right so i can keep my job opposed to like getting it done in 10 minutes and then learning a new skill on LinkedIn learning. I wasn't Mm -hmm. doing that, you know? And I think what quarantine has showed us is like your gifts and your flaws like magnified. So if you're bad with time management, um, yeah, it's going to show and it's going to hurt you even more when you're in your house and you realize that you couldn't even finish the smallest task. Like, you know, whether it's cleaning your closet or just making chicken in an hour and it's like it took you four or five hours because you were on the phone and you were scrolling on Instagram and then you started doing and it's like wait I couldn't finish this and then by that time you're exhausted and then boom you realize you didn't do anything it's four months and you have this big vision and all the things you wanted to do but you know my love like honestly like I also think it's an opportunity to learn to be gentle with yourself. I feel like we are our own worst critics. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, now was not a time to be productive. I think, like, now was a time to, like, get just, I, I don't know, right? Like, again, and it's, like, from my lens and my <laughs> perspective, but I was, like, I just talked to so many people, like, trying to be so damn productive. And I was, like, you can be still. 
Yeah. And and I think people were unable to give themselves permission to be still um, for a number of different reasons. But I just wish more people would have been still for themselves and um, their their yeah. well and emotional well being. Because, um, I mean, shit. I wish some of these governors would have been still because we wouldn't be. <laughs> spike again. I know. Um, but like, I, I, I'm like, <laughs> literally every red state is like the block is hot. Like all the states that had, you know, only 10 yeah. cases have like, I'm like, wait, what is this for real? Like I need to see these stats again because it's literally every state that remained open is now like the number one hotspot. And my family's in Florida. It's, so my mother is in Florida. My grandmother, God, thank you for her 93-year-old like body, soul, and being. They're all in Florida. And I was just like, what? And I, was like, I told my mom, I was like, I'm not coming home this year. She's like, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, that's okay. I was like, okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's too funny. You might be thinking, okay, no, no. She's like, my mother's like, I'm a senior citizen, sis. So, yeah, don't come around here, sir. Yeah, his family's there too, and he's just like, I'm not going home. And I'm like, of course, me, (laughs) slightly irresponsible. Like, you don't want to, let's go. Let's just wear N95 masks and go see them. He's like, no. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I just have to be outside, and that's the problem. Now, I do wear my mask. I try to be respectful, you know, but, yeah, it is – it's hard for me to sit down. And, but, you, I mean, you know, the the oh the COVID, as the people call it, <laughs> it's all mm-hmm. – I feel like we've all had more time to pay attention to stuff that's not our business, right? So, like, when I think about – we talked a little bit about entanglement um, mm-hmm. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh. Maybe, like, last year this time, I wouldn't have cared that Jada Pinkett Smith was entangled with right. August Alcina. But now, I have plenty of time well, to pay attention to he's about to drop to a song. I hope you know. <laughs> Apparently, him and Rick Rick Ross, Ricky Rose, are about to have a song called Entanglement. He, he better get his coins after that breakup. She broke his heart. Problem. I can't name one August Alcina song. So, I don't know if I've aged out of the... Apparently, I'm the age bracket for the woman he would date. Probably a little bit older. But I absolutely (laughs) am not within the age bracket of women that listen to him. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he was very, you know, because he had a lot of issues. But he was doing well. But he was in that Tory Lanez, August Alsina. um, They all kind of had a lot of songs. There was another guy, too, that was out. Um but there was a lot of, even Ty Dollars was kind of like around that time frame no, where a lot of songs that were coming out. You said, who, you said, I don't talk about no Ty Dollars. That's my cousin in my head. Listen, I'm still stuck on Tory Lanez ain't really Jamaican. I've had this whole conversation. Oh, he's not. Oh, I thought he, I mean, I know he's Canadian, so I just figured it was some West Indian roots. No, they say he's very something. direct to the Caribbean, right? Like... <laughs> he said he drank to the bullshit. I was like, I, I mean, I woke up one morning. I was like, so Tory Lanez is Jamaican, and, and and the group chat was like, no. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, because he does all the songs, and yeah, I didn't listen. Learning something every day. I mean, yeah, that whole Jada thing. That I mean, I I. <laughs> 
sometimes I think they some of the stuff mm -hmm. comes out because we needed that laugh. And I was like, yo, that was like that. The Teddy Riley, like there was some times where you just needed to laugh mm -hmm. because the world is just could be so cruel and it's so much to not laugh at that. I was like, yo, Jade, I needed that. Like, because I found that hilarious, even though the situation is like, sigh, you know, you don't want people to have, you know, mm -hmm. marital issues and. And I hate the fact that they're like, she took advantage of that guy. I mean, but we can see, you know, what they were talking about. What do you think about that? I don't know enough about the situation. <laughs> right. So I know okay. that they said that he, okay. they didn't stands. say what the, the health issue was. Right. So we're left to infer that he might have been having. No, no. They, you know, he had like, it, it's a severe, it's almost, oh. it's almost MS. But it was, you know, it was really, really, really bad. Like he was, he's dealt with some real trauma. Um, I forgot what it was called, but basically his nervous system like kind of went out like the bones, like he couldn't walk. He couldn't like, he had to learn how to talk. So, okay. You know, like, so but let really me ask bad. this question, right? Like, mm -hmm. and let's just be for real, for real with this shit, right? Real quick. Okay. Not we all, but we all have dated a broken man before. That has taken out his mm. pain, anxiety, shattered pieces, messed upness on us, right? And I, I think what I wanted to honor was, like, there are women who are attracted to broken men that want to heal them. And Jada said, she's like, I wanted to heal myself through healing him, right? And it doesn't make it right, but a lot of us have tried to be Captain Saver, man, for men that were less qualified. And I don't know if August Alcina was qualified, but I'm like, to be like, oh, to be like, oh, Jada Pinkett, you try to take advantage of Tory Lanez. A lot of us know that these men ain't nothing. Oh, oh Not August Tory Lanez, <laughs> August Alcina. <laughs> One of them R&B boys. <laughs> it's an R&B boy. Justin Derulo, August Alcina. <laughs> the month of the year september august october november when but i'm like there are a oh lot of women God. that have gotten into situations where we knew that it was bad for us but we were trying to like feed some part of us right and so yeah like she's jada pinkett but i know thousandaires that have done the same thing um tried to heal somebody's their own brokenness through someone else's so i don't i don't have me? you been in that situation <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. listen Listen, not in recent Who? history. Owl. I'm just out here Who? trying to heal now. But we've all been with a broken man we knew was broken at a time where we may have been not trying to address our own brokenness. Yeah. There was a um there's something like a numerology thing and it goes to show like how you react in the world. And I know I have to look it up and see what this I believe it's numerology and it goes to show like how you are in the world. Mm -hmm. And one of mine was nurturer. And um, it's funny because my guy's nurturer as well, too. And it says that, like, we're going to conflict with that. And we actually do with that as well. But the thing about the nurturer is feeding mm -hmm. off of helping other people. And, um, you know, I've had a friend before one time say, like, oh, it was almost, well, that's what you like to do. And I was like, you know, like, do you not respect that I'm doing something nice for you? But she also made me see that, like, maybe I am doing it for a little. It's, mm -hmm. it's almost selfish a little bit, but 
it's like everyone's winning because I get the accolades of doing this beautiful party for you and cooking and cleaning and doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you get to have a great party. But it was almost this. This is just part of who you are, you know. And I thought about that when I listened to her and I was like, I've been in that situation. I like to the T, you know, not with someone who was sick, but someone who mentally Mm -hmm. was going through a lot, had a lot of traumas. And the way he spoke, when I saw that interview, it immediately put me right back in that place that I was in with that person because I was like, man, I thought that I can heal. I thought that I can be there. And it felt good when things were good because I was like, I, you know, he's feeling better. He feels loved because he didn't feel loved before. And especially with him, he yeah. had so much trauma with his mom. that and, and so it made sense for him to have an older woman who now loves him because he lacked that mm-hmm. love from his mom. So now he's got this woman who beautiful and loves him and they have a relationship and they're out and she's, you know, she got her own. I mean, I'm like, that sounds like a great thing for someone who's in that predicament, you know? So that's my steal. I mean, I, I'm not, I don't think anything was predatory. I just think that she was really just trying to like, you know, like mm-hmm. just the relationship that they had, you know, I don't think it was. I'm gonna take advantage of him because I need to be loved and feel good on the inside. I don't think it was anything like that, that. right? Like they pretty (laughs) clearly indicated that Will was like, "I got." She was like, "You already got." He was like, "I'm gonna get you back," and she was like, "You already got me back." So we don't even know like what the journey to Mm -hmm. her actually like deciding. Um, And what I will say is, I think she consciously decided Mm -hmm. that she wanted to pursue something with August Alcina. Fine, but we don't know what led her to that point. She said it Mm -hmm. had been a long time since I felt good, and if you've ever been in a relationship where you spent more time feeling like undervalued or lack of worth or like you didn't matter or that you couldn't satisfy your partner and to find somebody that's like hey like I want those things or to find a space where you can express those things like we don't the the the, what we got was 12 minutes of Will and Jada giving us like a recap of what was Mm -hmm. maybe a year of their life we don't know anything that led up to it or what happened after it right right I agree. And yeah, and when she said that, I, I, I didn't like the fact that people um, really, it was like taken negatively that she was like, I didn't feel good for so long. No one looked at like she had pain. It was like you took advantage of him. Like she just said she's been unhappy for a long time in her relationship. And it wasn't like. You know, what What did he do? It was like, well, what did you do to be but unhappy? You know, the world is not very forgiving of black women. <laughs> you know? So let's be clear about, like, what showed up in that space, yeah. right? Well, like, well, if it would have been Will, we would have forgiven oh, Will Jesus. before the conversation was over, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we would have gotten two minutes in and we're like, well, that's what men do, mm-hmm. right? But, like, we are so unforgiving. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. want the world to cape for black women in mm-hmm. the same way we cape for black men. Um... That would be a great starting place for me. <laughs> it's, yeah, no, it, it's so true. And I'm trying to even be mindful of it. I was in the, like the Chinese restaurant the other day because I was, I should never have been there. But it was one of those things where we were just like, nothing's open after because, you know, I'm <laughs> outside, which I shouldn't be. So it's like 11 o'clock and nothing's open. I'm like, let's get French fries, you know. And um, there was a black woman in there and she had on the camels of the toe outfit. <laughs> And, you know, this is bed stay. And um, when I say she had no bra, she had camel toe, she had um, this, the thinness of the rainbow uh, bodysuit. And I saw her and there was a guy outside, a homeless guy who was mentally ill. And he was hitting with a bat. He was hitting the poles and he kept hitting things and just hitting things. 
and she's on the phone. She's like, oh, the guy, he's near my car. And I'm like, I'm sorry, are you, are you walking by yourself? Like, what, you're, first of all, I don't care about your outfit. Do what you want, you know, in my head. And then I'm like, how far are you going? This guy is literally in front of her car, and he's just bang, 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 just hitting everything. He's shouting out. He's in the street. He's spitting. He's just acting nuts. And I see her, and I'm like, yo, it's me. I'm like, babe, walk Mm. her to her car you know we have to normalize that i don't care what that i don't care if she had sweatpants on whatever i was uncomfortable because i knew that she had a very sexy outfit on and she was about to walk and this guy's near her car like acting crazy even though he probably didn't even see that i just even if she had sweats i said like walk her to her car because if that was a white woman or if that was anybody else like and i don't care they would have been like are you okay but it's like Oh, she got a scantily clad outfit on. Let her walk. Like, I don't like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being like negative right now about it. But I know that we have to start having that conversation to say, all right, yep. walk her to her car. You know, I don't care if it was me. If it, I was going to do it if he didn't want to, <laughs> you know, then we gonna, we just going <laughs> to get hit together, you know, but it's, uh, yeah, that's right. There, there isn't a, yep. protect, I, I can't wait for this. Us where we're like wow let's protect, protect black it. women at all costs um including megan Thee stallion because i know i keep talking about tory lanes god damn it but like there is so what is that I story feel though? Like i have the full context other than they were in la they mm-hmm. were at a party they left together yeah, and then she ended up shot in the toe um it for me is a light reminder of uh, little sis in my head, Rihanna and Chris Brown, and kind of like the the we have just a, enough of insight to their situation where he ended up being charged with. I don't Wait, know. So are they I dating? thought they were like BFFs. I didn't think they were dating, but maybe they are. And I, I thought the uh, I thought a cop maybe shot her. They say her Tory Lane shot her in her toe. No I just. Like, maybe he was trying to, like, get rid of the gun or something. Or, I don't know. Because apparently there was an argument or something happening. And I, d- I don't know enough. Someone, y'all let us know. Because, y'all, listen. I need Megan and her niece to be A-okay. Just, and her toe. Where I feel bad <laughs> is, so Megan on social media was like, like, I'm sad this is funny to y'all. Like, I'm a black woman that has been traumatized. Which, to me, signals something yeah. more happened. So, there's more to the story in terms of like uh, her experience, if there was something that led up to it, um, people like minimizing it, it becoming a joke and being shot. Like, I, listen, mm-hmm. side note, I have been shot. Um, I was shot in undergrad. Wow. I was giving a campus tour and a young man, and I can laugh at it now, but I got shot with like, he had a scope what? rifle BB gun and he shot like six people a day. So I'm giving a tour on campus. Um, my junior year at Florida and get shot in my ass. Okay. So there are pictures of my booty at our university police department because I filed a report because I was like, regardless, like I don't feel safe walking around a campus where you've got people with a scope on a rifle. Mm -hmm. So this is practice for Remy. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) I had learned it, but, um, and out of everyone that he shot today, he shot a girl in her neck. Um, he shot like I was the only black person he shot. 
um, that day, I was the only one that wanted to file charges for him. And like, maybe until like my mid twenties, I would get like a regular update on him. It's because it was a BB gun that they didn't want to shoot. Well, I think they should hurt. You know, he didn't mean it. I was like, he had a scope on the rifle. He meant that shit. Like you were targeted to be shot. And I was like, if it was a real gun, you would have been dead. Right. Um, and so I, I, I don't right, take being right. shot lightly. I'm not trying to like get shot like almost 20 years ago to Megan, but right. I, you know, like the, the idea that like she could be dead. Like, I don't think it's like small. Um, but she feels traumatized. That's so true. like, I, I don't, I just want us to be supportive of Megan. We need to protect Megan the Stallion at all costs as well. No, it's true. And that's why I want to like, let's normal, normalize it protect us and it sounds like it's not a t-shirt yeah. it's not it's for real for real like this is how we would protect our moms and you know our sisters like we we have to because we're seeing right in front of us like that people just don't care you know the stats say that say that so yeah Ugh, jesus christ lord jesus so let's go to our wellness check then so we were just thinking right yeah. you know since we talk about career relationships and overall health like we were just saying like just to have the opportunity to check on one another you know like we're having the show when you have these conversations and it was something that you said earlier that was just like you know you know checking on your friends and stuff and I know for me during this time frame um I am an extrovert but I have turned and being an introvert is um it's almost a little toxic for me. Like, it's not very good. Like, I don't want to talk to people. So I don't mm. answer my phone a lot now because, like, I just don't want to talk. Um, I don't have the energy to talk where if it was a normal day, I'd be like, hey, what's up, whatever. I get back to people. Now I don't get back to people probably in two to three days. Not on purpose. It's just that, um, I don't know. I just don't want to talk. And I haven't figured out how. It, and it's not me. So it does bother me because there's people who just do not like to naturally talk on the phone. If if I was an introvert, I would be, you know, considered like, oh, that's okay. She doesn't like to talk. But for me, it's like I think a lot of my relationships I'm I may be damaging because I'm mm. not my normal self, you know? Like so I'm very bad at responding to people. I'm very bad at um respecting people's times during this time frame because even though it's COVID, it's still people's time. So if we say we're gonna talk or do something or um, you know, uh, have brunch at a certain time where there's a virtual brunch and I forget it's still your time and I think I've just naturally mm. been like unfocused so it's causing me to be in a different place here so um this is our wellness check even though I already started with my wellness check <laughs> how are you doing within your career your relationship and your you know, Crystal, right actually now? I want to pause on me and go back to you for a, a second um because when I want to honor what you said mm-hmm. right um I think mm-hmm. That thing I said earlier about being gentle with yourself, I want to give you that reminder um, mm-hmm. that you have permission mm-hmm. not to be what other people expect you to be. Um, rather, you need to figure out how you show up for mm-hmm. yourself right now. Um, and so right. um, if there is no other period in time where people got to let go of that whole idea of like, well, I need people to be here for me right now. Or I need, I'm like, People are literally trying to navigate unprecedented times for themselves um, in our world. And so, like, some of that stuff that you're feeling energetically is literally probably your soul saying, like, I need to create space and a buffer to protect 
you at all costs, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, whatever mm-hmm. it is that you need to do to preserve your insides, like, allow that space now because you need it. And you, anybody that requires an explanation or anybody is like, you know what, she ain't really my homegirl, I don't know, right now, probably is energetically mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. you need to go ahead and let go and let God. Thank you for your services, as Shawnee O'Neal mm-hmm. would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your time is up. Thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. Because um, now is just not the time for that, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, we're asking people mm-hmm. um, to show up and be quote unquote normal. And we've realized there's no such thing as normal anymore. So whatever you need to do to protect and buffer and like take care of yourself, do that. And if people can't be open to understanding that that's mm-hmm. what you need, those are not your people. Never have been and, and never will be. Mm-hmm. Amen. I love that. No, I, I appreciate that. And I, I try to have those reminders. Um, I'm not 100% good at that. But even yesterday, I had a situation and, you know, with family. And um, the way I responded was mm-hmm. so different than I normally would. I was like, okay, okay, cool. And they were so thrown off because I'm so much, I give and I love it. No, and let, and when I tell you the whole, and it, it turned and it went crazy to the point where I was like, okay, and I moved on and I went out and I just let it go. And I said, I'll get back to it in a day or two because I have to protect my energy because I know that just like what you said, how you react is, is so important. And I'm really conscious of the 24 hours that I have in my day. Because when that situation happened, I knew that that person was going to have four hours of being so sad and so upset and so miserable of what had happened. And I was going to go out and listen to music and have a cocktail and enjoy the rest of my night based off of uh, their reaction, whether who was right or wrong, because I don't really believe that anyone was wrong in a situation. And I know that I, I know I wasn't, it was just, you know, family matters and I said I'm gonna keep going and the great thing is to really have someone on your side in a relationship to be like all right let's keep going like you know what their family's calling both of our phones to be like let's keep going and let's um you know have a drink or a cocktail or whatever and then deal with it later um which is a whole another topic we can talk about but yeah I am being a little bit more I'm not there yet but I am even like someone's coming over I'll say I checked my energy is a little low. I may not be good to have people over. Um, learning no is something I'm doing during this time frame. Um, and I've had, you know, a major life change. That's why when it comes to work and, you know, it's COVID layoffs and stuff. And I'm, I wasn't mm-hmm. sad, which is crazy. Like I wasn't, you know, normally I'll have anxiety and through the roof and being depressed. And I just said, you know, I'm going to enjoy the weekend. I'll look at everything on Monday and see how to go. I mean, just, I forgot what you said. You're like, everything can change. And that stuck with me right now because I normally have this joke in my head that I don't really share with anyone. I'm like, it can't get worse. And every time I say that I lie, I'm like, oh, it can. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and everything can change. Everything can get worse, whether, but we've survived, you know, even if it does get worse, it's like, Okay, yeah, I mean, we know if we get through this, like, come on, you know, you've gotten through this. We're going to get through this. 
So that's what I would say with myself. I'm very much in this like holding pattern of thing. I'm not making a lot of choices. I, I am learning the power of no. I'm learning that um, there are some friends that I maybe cling to a little bit more because I feel comfortable in that space. You know, like I may just have drinks and conversation with my friends on the weekends because that's part of my routine that I've developed during this time frame that we've already been around each other. We've been safe and tested. So it's kind of like, you know, just getting a rhythm of things is more important to me. And um, I've decided to give myself some grace and I'll focus on the things, you know, on Monday, you know, whether it's looking for new jobs or, you know, um, you know, I'm taking some time to go through all my insurances and figure out, you know, whether the weight gain is hormonal or if it's a matter of me going to get some blood work or, you know, things like that. So um, I and I've been very encouraging on my my show to really take that time with your career relationships to do that wellness check with yourself. See what's happening. See if you feel healthier or when you talk to that one person, do you feel sad or when you talk to that guy? Do you feel that like it's going nowhere and you're wasting your time because you may be, you may, right. you may be doing that, you know? So I think this is the evaluation process and now is the time mm -hmm. to actually take action. And I want to be more mindful of how the actions I'm taking because I'm a true Sag. I just want to literally do it full on my face. Don't care. Blood all over where I just did it. And that's all that I do. And I, I don't care, you know? And now I'm like, okay, let's be a little bit more thoughtful of that. You know, so that's where and I'm that's at in my wellness yourself, right? When we talk about, like, how do you show up for change? Like, this is how you're showing up. Like, mm -hmm. being gentle yourself, giving yourself grace, being intentional, um, which I think is mm -hmm. wonderful. I mean, for me, in terms of, like, where I'm at, <clears throat> I started this year, like, grieving, right? Like, my dad um, was my first best friend. He passed away in December. Um, of course, because we black. Black families and funerals are not without drama. So it wasn't, <laughs> it oh, was not, oh um, I would say the most pleasant experience. Um, and came into 2020, like, you know, like my, my therapist told me when my dad died, she's like, you are going to change and you have to be ready that you're going to be for being a different person. And I'll literally say I am a different person, right? Like, I think, um, and a better person, like, a, a changed person, but a better person. Um, and just really like allowing myself to grieve, allowing myself to heal. Um, I would say therapy is a lifesaver. Um, I love my therapist. I had her before my father passed. Um, the relationship with her in terms of starting to go to therapy was timely um, because I, I could not be navigating the way that I am without her. Um, but I also like had to confront parts of myself. So I think also within kind of the quiet, the quiet, I've had to acknowledge and confront parts of myself that I just didn't acknowledge or didn't have space or time to acknowledge, right? And like, why do you behave like that? Or why are you guarded in these certain aspects? Or, I mean, most recently my therapist and I did this exercise. So like, I'm trying to figure out like love and relationships, right? Um, and she made me do this exercise where I wrote down all of like my close male friends. I have a my male friends like take amazing care of me and I was not dating men that showed up in that same way. And so she made me do this exercise where again, because I'm usually running, I probably wouldn't have done it before, wrote down my closest 12 male friends and what they're like, why, what it was about them. And then she like did this synthesized list at the end 
um, of all their characteristics. And she's like, well, this sounds like a good man to me. Why aren't you dating that? And I was like, you know, I have never, I haven't taken the time to really even think about that. Um, or about these like shared characteristics about like the men I choose to be friends with. And so I'm like, oh, like, she's like, so we need to heal some of the parts of you that deny yourself that. Right. And so I'm enjoying the healing process, right? Like Father's Day, I wrote a letter to my dad. Um, I also have an executive coach that is a, a deep empath. Um, and she said something to me. I had a somatic reaction. She's like, and my therapist and her both were like, when you feel something physically, that means you stored that pain in your body. And so I wrote my dad a, le- a letter on Father's Day and like released so much of like, um, so much of the pain I had around like our imperfections, right? And like acknowledging like the ways that my father hurt me, even though I love him and will forever love him and the ways that maybe might've hurt my dad by not acknowledging um, that he could also be imperfect. Um, And so it's been good, like wellness tech, I'm healing. Um, And in some areas I'm healed Um, and others, I got a ways to go because I am trying to figure out this like man and some kids stuff at some point in the future. but I'm also like trying to define myself less um, by like career and those things that are external to me and more about like how I actually like feel and who I actually am. Mm, I like that healing. So I'm in the evaluating phase and you're in the healing phase. I like to always like recap things in like a theme. It helps me like process things. And I like that because um, I think I have a, some shirts I have a line. It's like healing is sexy, you know, (laughs) like it's like healing is sexy, you know, like that's, um, because, and, and that's why a lot of relationships don't go right is when they don't really understand that they haven't healed, you know, and it it may not even be with, uh, sexual relationships. It could be with your mom and your dad, sister, relatives and stuff. So yeah, that's, that's really important. Um, and then you so we oh you say you always end with a, a message. What would you tell your younger self about life right now? Yeah. Well, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bitch, run from that nigga. Just kidding. <laughs> run. Um, you know, to, I would tell my younger self about July 2020, right? Um, that even in the midst of a storm, anything is still possible. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Cause that, that really helps me during this evaluation phase. Um, I wish I could tell myself to listen more, you know, I think there's just so much and something about being humble and listening and I used to think of it as a, oh, you're sucking up to that person. And we talked about like the words and talking about like uh, words of affirmation for in the, you know, the workplace and relationships and, you know, people need to hear those kind words. And um, I just, I, I wasn't me. I, I was very, um, what's the, what's a good word mm. to say? You know, like arrogant in a way that like, I'm smart, I'm talented. I deserve to be here. And not really listening, you know, so I wish that I played the role a little bit more of, I used to call it the, that's that's the corporate role. You just want me to see, you just want me to ask about your golf weekend and ask about, you know, like, oh, hey, how's that go? Okay. Yeah. See you at lunch. And I'm like, why? Y'all don't even like each other. Why y'all doing that? But you know what? (laughs) 
that person may get a you know a promotion or something like that because right they're there to do a job you know whether they're i mean maybe they're acting like a friend i don't care the more of this they gave kind words to that person for that person to want to let them into their space you know so i think it started with and like what that songwriter said was just learning the rules and then placing yourself in the space you know that would be i I wish and I, i hope i can share that with my nieces and if i have some kids you know um that's the, those are the the most mm-hmm. successful people that's how they do you know you know then there's people whose talent does speak for themselves there's the ditties who who did not do that and you know <laughs> who came in and they were arrogant and everybody but um but their work ethic was different you know so if you're gonna go into a space there's two things your work right. ethic has to speak for itself where you're gonna be arrogant and no one can deny you or you need to learn the room and just assess before you place yourself in spaces. So, um, and I, and I take that with me now and I'm learning that, you know, even when I'm like super lax in jobs and gigs and et cetera to not, you know, n- most of these people, they're not your friends and you have to be very, and even your, your, you know, your friends, you need to evaluate. Do these people have my best interests? You know, there's times where you may be like, Oh, you know, me and my guy are doing so well, or we got, you know, he proposed to me, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Are they happy for you? You need to understand, like, you need to be aware of the spaces that you're in, you know? So I just want, well, that's, I'm telling myself that now, but I know earlier in my life, I think I would have. I think I would have learned a lot more if I just did that, but you, you know? You've learned so, yeah. it now. And you're here now. You're a beautiful soul with an amazing light. Um. <laughs> yeah, look at you just speaking words and light into me. You're better. You Thank God, man. Right? Like, I, I just I love this I think that woman. we, Thank if we're protecting so black women at all costs, like we have to like show up and like affirm, um, right? Who, we, who, mm-hmm. um, and the magic of what um, you are and what you bring um, and that you give. So. As you're evaluating, like, no, like, your awesomeness doesn't stop as you have to let go and as you bring in. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know what? Let's, let's, I always give a tidbit at the end of my show. Let's do that to each other as friends. Even if one time a day, even if you can just put the reminder in your phone, speak words. I mean, we used to do it naturally, but speak words into I want to see, we, let's focus on black women today. You can do it for other people or people that just take one person, mm-hmm. a one black woman, whether it's your mother, you can start there with people that you know and just speak in and then go on to strangers or people that you know and just the business, you know, or people that you admire, but authentically, like, okay. thank you, Suzette. Thank you for allowing me to be in great spaces when you were at the other companies and when, you know, and just, and, and having the conversation when, you know, we met each other and say, hey, you know what? Call me, whatever. You know, I may be able to do something. Thank you. For, like, give people that recognition. And that's how we're going to start with yeah. normalizing, you know, uplifting yeah. black women and listening to them and appreciating them. And it's going to, it's because it's going to start with black women. Doesn't everything. You know? <laughs> right. I was, was going to say that. I was like, dang it. We got we got something else to put on our plate. Okay, but you know love what? us. That it's gonna be the start best love, with us. Because there's no greater love than the love of a black woman. Yeah. 
And you heard it here on both yeah. shows. Thank you, Queen. Thanks so much. I appreciate. Make sure that you like and subscribe on both of our actual. And you're on all platforms as well, as far as coffee conversation. Oh, it's ice coffee conversation. Sorry. (laughs) Don't forget. Don't forget the ice. And I got my iced coffee right here, chilling. And I'm at Music Man and My Mental. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe, and enjoy your day. And what did we say? We're healing, we're evaluating, but love up on the black woman today. (laughs) Thank you, Queen. Bye. All right, bye.